All right, Brendan. So yesterday I interviewed a guy, a CEO, and he did it from a hammock. So <laughs> that is by far the most surreal one that I've done so far. This one you're actually doing from a client's location, which we'll get into. But uh, the same question I start all these off with, tell me what your franchise story is. How do you even fall into franchising um, as a part of your business uh, story? Sure. So uh, I started franchising almost 20 years ago and um, I had a decent amount of real estate background and a decent amount of construction background. I was doing a lot of fix and flips uh, in the Denver market on the residential side of things. And uh, a friend at the time was the founder and was running uh, a franchise concept called the Spicy Pickle um, based out of Denver. And they had, I think, seven locations at the time. He needed a real estate and construction guy. Um, I jumped in and as is the case with any startup franchise, ended up wearing a lot of different hats, uh, including marketing, marketing. Uh, supply you know uh we, we were doing a little bit of everything i was i was sampling food sampling breads um, as well as managing the real estate and construction so um that's how it started and uh here we are almost 20 years later when you fall into this industry like what was your perception of franchising or maybe what was what was something that surprised you as you started realizing how it would actually works um you know, I think what surprised me was just how different each franchisee for every concept that I've ever worked with. It still to this day, it surprises me. Um, everybody comes with a different set of background, uh, different experience level, and, and, and working with so many different uh, shapes and sizes of, of franchise owners across the board is, like I said, still to this day has been something that... Uh, catches me off guard, but uh, it also makes it extremely fun and uh, makes every day a little bit different and uh, certainly makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that I think that's ultimately one of the one of the beauties of franchising. If you take the founder, founders have a lot of similarities like they they all have to be a little bit crazy because most entrepreneurs are. So you can put that all in the bucket yeah. and then a franchisee is entrepreneurial. They're buying a business in a box that they have to file. There's things that they cannot divert from. And so it's a different mindset, but it opens up such widespread possibility for so many different types of human beings to get involved in business. So uh, awesome that that's your, your viewpoint. So before I dive deeper into the next question, I want you to frame what your business is, because I think that that starts guiding the, the pathway of where our conversation will go. Sure. So at Red Sea Business Advocacy, basically what we do is we I started the concept eight years ago. And really, the, the idea was to be able to provide uh, in-house level support in kind of all of the growth categories um, as a third party. Uh, so really kind of ingrain ourselves with our clients as part of the, the brand, as part of, you know, the culture that that's, uh, you know, the founders and the operators there and the, you know, headquarters uh, side of things have created and to provide that same level of support. You know, our bread and butter is really on the real estate design and construction, um, but provide all of that support. Um, as a third party, but in-house, whether as the department itself or as an ancillary arm to an existing department. So on the real estate design construction side, are you making a founder's concept come 
to reality? Are you taking an existing business and tweaking it so that it can be leveled up to today's time? Is it all of the, all of the above? Yeah, all of the above. You know, it's, it's, we're basically a growth concept. You know, we, we take those founders, um, you know, their, their goals and their passion towards growing their brand um, and work with their franchisees, kind of, like I said, from the inside out, um, helping them secure real estate, getting it, the, putting together the best design possible, and then making sure that, you know, we're hitting, um, you know, the, the construction goals of, of schedules and, and budgets. So in, to, in today's franchise restaurant build out world, uh, sold, not open, is continuing to climb and part of that is the way that we sell franchises we're trying to sell them in three packs if you went back 10 years ago three packs was not a statement that was used now it's absolutely universal statement of franchise. so what happens is even if franchisee x can get unit one open the pathway to three seems very very daunting because real estate selection is is very very tight now, the perception of, of many, especially our clients, was COVID hit. This is going to loosen up the marketplace a little bit. And it may have for five seconds, but it's still pretty tight, even though the availability of office space is high. That doesn't necessarily mean the prime real estate for um, for a brand. So I would imagine it's not overly challenging for you to have a sell to a brand but then you have to figure out how are we going to go execute against actually finding the boxes. Yeah, exactly right. And you hit the nail on the head. You know, there's a there's a bit of a logjam with any brick and mortar concept right now on the front end with those sold not opens, um, and the availability of good real estate is lack thereof. Um, and so, you know, I think one of the unique kind of offerings that Red Sea brings to the table is that because we're working with multiple brands. Um, and because we've got such an extensive network of real estate brokers, uh, landlords, landlord reps, uh, you know, coast to coast, we kind of get the opportunity to, to dangle that, that larger carrot and be able to put our, our clients in front of uh, these, these landlord reps, landlords, you know, the folks that are making the big land, uh, real estate decisions uh, and get them kind of top of the top of the pick, uh, knowing that, you know, if if one brand doesn't work out for one reason or the other. We've got, you know, four or five other brands that we're representing that could fill that space um, and fill their other spaces, you know? So uh, this is, I guess, given our clients the opportunity to kind of be uh, uh, kind of the pick of the litter, so to speak. As much as it excited you, the difference in franchisees, does it turn into a pain in the ass too? Because some are very cheap. Um, even though you're, you're like, I've done this time and time again. This is where you need to go. Like, yeah, but the square footage is a little bit cheaper at this one. Or I'm getting more TI at this one. Yeah. Like when they become an expert, is that is that frustrating for you? Yeah, it certainly can be. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, the overall franchising process, the, every step of the way is a sales process. Um, and I don't mean sales in a slimy kind of used car salesman type of way, but, you know, ultimately, you know, my team and I have collectively done over a thousand openings. Um, so we've seen a lot. Can't say that we've seen it all because I'm still learning. Um, but that experience allows us to work with our 
clients and their franchisees down a path towards a decision that makes best sense for the brand, a decision that we've seen make sense for past brands that we've worked with, for current brands that we've worked with, and they're in the franchisees alike. Um, and ultimately, at the end of that road, the franchisee is going to make the decision. Um, and if we've done our job correctly, then at the end of that road, they're going to make the decision that is best for their brand and the best for, for themselves and setting themselves up for success. Um, and if we failed at our job, then, you know, at the end of that road, they're going to make maybe a wrong decision. And then I, I got to take a strong look at myself and figure out how we make sure we, we do better the next time and, and put these franchisees in the best position to, uh, you know, get to their return on investment, which starts when they open the doors for business. Um, everything before then is kind of up for us to make sure we're getting nailed down. Out of curiosity, um, how much vetting goes against the landlord today with the question, how did you behave during COVID? And the reason I ask that, I think, I think about, I have plenty of clients that will say, my landlord stepped up to the plate and really helped us out a lot. And then I could tell you, my, my landlord on our 50 person office uh, and $35,000 a month rent, when we said anything you do, you go, absolutely not. So <laughs> I know both, I know both sides of the story. Yeah. Um, do that, is that a question when you're looking at the landlord now that maybe the vetting of the landlord is happening today that it wasn't happening before in real estate selection? To a certain degree, you know, I always talk about real estate being um, the real estate decision uh, and overall process being similar to uh, a, a bicycle wheel. You know, there's there's 160 different spokes on a bicycle wheel and each one of those spokes um, contributes to the wheel rolling down the road, you know, effectively um, and uniformly. And the, the real estate decision is kind of part of that. And I, I, I see the relationship with the landlord. Um, as one of those spokes, you know, along with the real estate data analytics, along with what you know about the ins and outs of the market, what the franchisee knows about the ins and outs of the market, and, um, you know, countless of other attributes. But to specifically speak to the landlords, you know, I'm a firm believer also that that how things start are how they end. And if we're working through a negotiation and landlords not being uh, working in a professional manner or and or difficult to get hold of um, or just being difficult in general, then that's going to be how the, the, the relationship's going to transpire throughout the term of the lease, whether it's a, you know, a 10 year lease or beyond um, that, that idea that how things start or how they finish uh comes to fruition more often than not. So it's part of the decision-making process. If we're having a tough time with the landlord um, and maybe everything else is a perfect fit, uh, let's take another look at this and re-examine whether or not this is a relationship we want to get into. It's probably tough with a franchisee because there's so much emotion involved too, that even if you have a bad landlord based on your institutional knowledge, but they're in love with the space, they might overlook some of that and still go forward. But it, it adds another component or element of risk to their business as if things go south. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. What if, if you're, you're talking a novice, uh, what, what annoys you about the process that someone's like, I, I, I could do this on my own or you're like, but you could negotiate X. Like, is there something that's in personal guarantees? Is there something that stands out that is just a consistent miss 
by those that try to go at it on their own? Yeah, you know, so I think everybody's looking for that silver bullet for a a successful construction build out. And without question, the closest thing that I've come to finding um, that is that silver bullet is everything that happens in the, in the real estate side of things. Uh, if we don't get the site selection part of it right, then there's no way that we can get the construction part of it right. And what I mean by that is, obviously, there's a location, location, location qualification of a, of a space, making sure you've got the right demographics, making sure you've got the right density, right traffic flows, those sorts of things. Above and beyond that, once you've been able to qualify a space from that level, then it's a matter of qualifying the space from an existing conditions level. Um, you know, a landlord work level, you know, what kind of work is the landlord going to provide prior to opening, prior to turning the space over to, to uh, you know, the franchisee. Um, and then beyond that, what type of tenant improvement allowance um, and or what type of concession are we going to get for, for from the landlord? Uh, and that's where I see a miss more often than not. Um, every bit of that equation, landlord uh, ex- existing conditions, landlord work plus tenant improvement allowance has to equal fair or at least close to fair because um, it's going to always favor the landlords. But that's a that's a piece that I see more often than not. People forget. People, you know, think that it's a great space. Well, let's sign it and, and get the deal done. Um, the what they fail to realize is that because of those existing conditions, it might we might blow our budget just bringing the space up to snuff before we can turn it into whatever concept it is that we're working with. So that's my biggest that'd be my biggest one. Yeah, I mean, if I think through my own own experience when it comes to commercial real estate, and and I'll I'll paint this in in the eyes of a franchisor or, or a chain business. If you try skipping over this, uh, this is the pathway you go down. I went from use Craigslist to sign my first location. Loved it. Right next to a strip club in Atlanta. Uh, maybe not the safest part of town, but I, I, I like the space. Yeah. Uh, next one, uh, use our real our residential real estate agent to secure our first office building in Chicago. That ends up being somewhat of a, of a mistake on negotiation. And then on the last one, we, we go with CBRE and use we go through the right track to do it and end up having the best situation out of everything else. So part of it is we entry level businesses, especially founder run businesses need the education of the services that you provide on the front. end. I think it's, it's super, super important. Um, I don't think AI disrupts you at all. My perception is it helps you because it can offset some of the analytical data and, you know, it could, it could disrupt the Buxton's of the world, but yeah. um, what's your, what's your take on it? Is it an asset for you right now? And does it fill some of your gaps or does it shorten the, the pathway for you at all? You know, it's, we're not utilizing AI other than, you know, on the real estate data analytics side, as you kind of pointed out, um, I don't see it being much of a disruptor for us. You know, the tangibles of nailing down a space and working that relationship uh, with those landlord reps and with the landlords and and with the franchisees, um, I don't think there's a way to kind of replace that with with AI. Um, So it's not something that we're taking too much of a hard look at right now, but certainly something that we want to keep in mind and and certainly keeping uh, the forefront of our thoughts as we move forward. 
there's a ghost. They're watching this. They haven't given us their name. They haven't given you their name, their franchisor, their business. What do you want them to know about you so that it pushes them to reach out and make the contact? Sure. You know, you know, kind of speaking to uh, what kind of got me into this, I, I, I'm passionate about real estate. I'm passionate about building things and having kind of a tangible result of, you know, the work that's gone into things. Um, and then I'm, I'm passionate about uh, working with people and seeing through uh, their personal goals and, and, and achievements. Um, you know, I'm a, as well as working on the supplier side of things, I'm a franchisee. Uh, and that's been one of the biggest eye openers for me throughout this entire 20 years of franchising work. Became a franchisee just over three years ago now. And um, I know what it's like being on the opposite side of the table. Uh, and staring down a, a 10 year lease and working with a landlord from a from that side of the table. Um, and so I feel like I've got compassion um, for for the folks that we're working with. It's a scary proposition. You know, you, you're you excited as you, you know, dive into becoming a franchisee. There's a ton of excitement. And then all of a sudden, you know, things slow down tremendously and that excitement dies because you're now in site selection and site selection is a tough proposition. Um, working with landlords is a tough proposition and nailing down those spaces can be can take some time. Um, and then you start construction and all you're doing is writing check after check after check. And that is scary. You know, you've just spent a ton of money on the initial franchise fee. You're just writing check after check. You don't have any idea when this thing's gonna open and what the register is gonna do once you do open. And I think, you know, what we do is we bring a lot of that compassion to what we do for the franchisees and give them the opportunity to once again return or focus on that return on investment, which is everything that happens after they've opened the doors for business. Um, hiring the right ops team, hiring the right, you know, making sure they got the best marketing plan put together, so on and so forth. Our services give them that freedom to focus in on that. I think what you just said is such a big statement. I, I would love to see that in one of these sliders on your site. Like the yeah. fact that our compassion or empathy for franchisees is higher because we are one. The fact that we're going to put in all the tools right to make the franchisee successful. Like all of that talks to the franchisor because happy franchisees will make more money and more money yeah. means more in royalty. And so I think your message of what you just said is super powerful. I, I mean, if if I bought your business, I'd put that front and center because I think that's, yeah. that's part of your why you why now. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, Brendan, uh, thanks for the chats. Looking forward to seeing you at Fran Camp. Um, and for Nick, I'm Brendan. This is another episode of Meet the Supplier. Take care, everybody. Thanks,